Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. It is Sunday, October 15th of 2017. Hope everyone's doing well. Josh will not be joining us today. He's had some soccer games this weekend as well as has homework getting ready uh, for the school week ahead. So uh, the student and athlete um, takes priority. Unfortunately, he can't join me today, um, although I can tell you that he had a great weekend of soccer, had a goal and two assists um, that helped contribute to two wins for his team this weekend. Um, they've been on quite a roll, so it's pretty awesome to see the team coming together um, and lots of different people uh, scoring and assisting, so it's always fun, uh, much like Manchester City uh, did this weekend, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the first thing I want to talk about um, is uh, for those of you that live in the Atlanta area or are going to be in the Atlanta area the weekend right before Halloween. So that's Saturday, October 28th, and Sunday the 29th. Um, Soccer in the Streets is hosting a couple of cool events. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know that um, we have become fast friends with the folks at Soccer in the Streets. Um, They are an Atlanta-based organization that helps – Kids um, in low-income or at-risk neighborhoods um, learn not only uh, physical fitness, um, but also a lot of life skills through the sport of soccer. So teamwork and respect and hard work and discipline and, of course, all the the physical benefits to it as well. Um, So it's a fantastic organization. Here's how you can help support if you'd like. Um, There is a pub crawl. Um, to uh, several pubs in the Atlanta area. And if you've been in Atlanta before, you know that we do have some some great establishments um, as far as pubs go around here. But a pub crawl on Saturday the 28th. And then um, assuming you haven't had too many beers um, during the pub crawl, there is a black tie soccer game on Sunday the 29th. So uh, literally uh, wearing black tie and tux and go out and play. So this is all for charity. It's all for fun. So uh, to register teams for ticket information and more information, just go to soccerstreets.org slash B-T-S-G. Again, it's soccerstreets.org slash BTSG, as in black tie soccer games. So please, if you can, uh, join, attend, and help these guys out. They really are uh, doing great work, and they're really, really great people. Before we get into all of the uh, Fantasy Premier League stuff, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the weekend that was in the Premier League. Um, This will – everything that we talk about today will include – all of Saturday's and Sunday's action, but will not include the match on Monday. Um, Just a timing issue, and we can't get that all together. But things aren't going to change a ton um, based on one match. So here we go. On Saturday, we had seven matches. We had uh, Watford beat Arsenal 2-1. Quite a stunner, I would imagine, for any Arsenal fans and for the team itself. Um, 
Burnley and West Ham come to a 1-1 draw. Joe Hart with an assist, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and I think it was Antonio's goal. Um, Crystal Palace, another shocker. Crystal Palace beat Chelsea 2-1. So if you are, um, say, a Man U fan or a Man City fan or a Spurs fan, you loved watching Arsenal and Chelsea go down. Uh, mentioned Man City a minute ago. Um, 7-2 over Stoke. They are just clicking um, at every level. Um, their defense, although it led in two goals, has been playing really well um, up until those two goals were allowed. Uh, but more importantly, their attack is just unreal. They've got people scoring and assisting at all levels. Um, it's not just one or two players that opposing defenses need to shut down. It's literally the entire team. So Man City look very, very dangerous right now. Um, Swansea 2, Huddersfield 0, uh, Tammy Abraham with a brace. And if you were crazy enough like me to select him on your fantasy team, you were very happy about that result. Spurs 1, Bournemouth 0. Um, no goals for Harry Kane, which is a bit of a bummer. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and then the last match on Saturday, Liverpool and Man U uh, play till a nil-nil draw. If you're a Man City fan, you love the fact that your lead over second place United has extended a little bit. On Sunday, we had two matches. Uh, Brighton and Everton play to a 1-1 draw. Uh, gross with the assist there, and I think that I saw that he's been involved in about 83% of Brighton's goals. That's pretty amazing. Literally everything is going through him. And then finally, Southampton Newcastle played to a 2-2 draw, uh, which kind of hurt me because I had three Southampton players playing in that match. I believe that between Elliott for Newcastle and Forster for Southampton, um, there were a lot of... Uh, FPL owners that transferred in one of these two goalkeepers and started them. So that was a bit of um, an ouch as far as that goes. Moving on to the table, and this is without the result from Monday's match. So just keep that in mind. Um, but the live table through Sunday's matches go as follows. Man City in first place with 22 points. They are undefeated. They've won seven and drawn one. Man U uh, with 20 points in second place. The difference here is that they've drawn two. Um, Spurs, third place with 17 points. So Man U keeping a little distance between them and Spurs. And then Watford in fourth place. So um, pretty amazing result for them. Chelsea is knocked out of the top four. They're in fifth. Um, tied on points with Arsenal in six, but, but Chelsea leads in terms of goal differential. Only a plus five goal differential for Chelsea. Um, Man City's goal differential is 25. Man U's is 19. So um, those two teams are almost more than double any other squad. The next closest is Spurs with only 10. Um, Burnley in seventh. Liverpool 8th, Newcastle ninth, Southampton move up 1 to 10th, West Brom are in 11th, but they haven't played yet. Uh, they play Monday, Huddersfield Town in 12th, Swansea in 13th, Brighton and Hove 14th, West Ham 15th, Everton 16th, 
in 17th place, Stoke City, just out of the relegation zone. Leicester City right now in the relegation zone in 18th place, but they have also to play on Monday against West Brom. Bournemouth in 19th place, and Crystal Palace, even though they got their first win of the season, um, they are in 20th place with just three points. All right, so let's go ahead and move into Fantasy Premier League then. We'll hit the FPL. So to sort of, uh, I guess, uh, create the setting here, let's first look at the top transfers in and the top transfers out for game week eight. Um, Transfers in, leading the way is Sterling. Great choice. Jesus, another great choice. Tammy Abraham, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Phil Jones and David Silva. So we've got three Man City players, and and Man City is just dominating um, the leaderboards in all types of ways right now. Transfers out, Mkhitaryan. Um, I benched him. I haven't gotten rid of him yet, um, but it's definitely up for consideration. Um, N'Golo Conte um, was transferred out. I'm not quite sure why people have him anyway. Um, Quite honestly, he doesn't really generate a whole lot of points, people, so get rid of him. Just because you like him as a player doesn't mean he's a great fantasy player. There's a huge difference there. Um, Deli Alley, who's another one that I'm considering getting rid of. He was transferred out. Murata, of course, with his injury. And then Davies. Um, he's been killing me. Um, his, his starting status is so inconsistent that it just doesn't um, it doesn't give me any confidence in terms of, you know, if we're gonna be if we're gonna see him at all. So I'm thinking about maybe getting rid of him as well. Uh, Josh's favorite segment, the injuries and bans. We'll go through these. So of course, you know that Aguero is injured and Morata is injured, although Aguero was on the bench for Man City this weekend. He was available to play if they needed him. So that's an interesting thing to think about. If he does, if he is available to play in match week nine, does Pep give Jesus a rest? So got to think about that. Um, you've got a rested, although a little beaten up, but a rested fitness-wise Sergio Aguero and a Gabriel Jesus that has been playing a lot lately. Um, so we just need to keep an eye on that, and that's something that we will uh, put up both on our Twitter account and, of course, our more popular Instagram, which is just Let's Talk Soccer. So we'll keep an eye on that. But right now, latest injuries and bans aside from Murata and Aguero, we've got Gale. Um, Dwight Gale with a calf injury, 75% chance of playing. We've got Leroy Fur uh, of Swansea. He's suspended until the 28th of October. Uh, Shane Duffy has a groin injury, 75% chance of playing. Aaron Ramsey has a muscle injury, 75% chance of playing. Alexis Sanchez, muscle injury. Having a hard time saying that. Muscle injury, also a 75% chance of playing. Danny Welbeck, a hamstring injury, 75% chance of playing. So we've got three Arsenal players, um, all who can get points. Uh, we've got Andy Carroll, who is suspended until the 28th. We've got Victor Moses, hamstring injury, 75% chance. Our l- beloved uh, hyphenated name players, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, groin injury, 75% chance of playing. Um Philip Billing of Huddersfield, an ankle injury, only a 25% chance of playing. More Arsenal players, Francis Coquelin, 
hamstring injury, 75% chance. We've got Lauren Koscielny, uh, muscle injury, 75% chance. Man, Arsenal are all dinged up. Eric Bailly has a Canuck, 75% chance. And of course, as the week goes on, these will most likely change. Uh, ben Davies, who I just mentioned, has an illness, 75% chance. And lastly, Aaron Lennon has a Canuck with an unknown return date. So you can always find those. We like to post those up on our Instagram account, but you can always find um, a currently updated one. Just go to fantasy.premierleague.com, and it should be right there on the homepage towards the bottom. All right, so looking at my notes here, um, we already talked about if Aguero comes in, will Jesus play? So that's something we will keep an eye on. Um, Pep is good about talking about those things and updating them so you can always check into Twitter. Um, if we don't get the information up fast enough, definitely check out Twitter or go online yourself. Um, but just keep an eye on that. Jesus is playing great, but at some point he's going to need a rest. So um, this could be that weekend. All right, let's look at how our fantasy team did. All right, so we ended – or Yes, because all of our players have played, even though we still have the Leicester City-West Brom match to go. All of our players have played. So um, here we go. We got 50 points. So we ended the week with 50 points. Currently, without factoring in Monday's matches, the average is 37. So we're well up above average. I think a lot of people had, uh, had forwards that didn't score for them or had defenders or goalkeepers that they were hoping to get clean sheets, and they didn't. So average 37, highest is 112. And again, that is without Monday's information in there. In goal, we had Fraser Forrester, only one point. His teammate Cedric with only one point. Otamendi with only one point. And Davies with zero. So my back four generated three whole points. That killed me. All right, midfield, mixed bag. Gross with six points. Deli Alley, he hasn't been doing great. Should have taken Erickson over Alley, only three points. David Silva had a good match, seven points. And then Steven Davis of Southampton got limited playing time, only one point. And then up top, a much better story, at least two out of three. Uh, three forwards, Tammy Abraham with 13 points, makes the team of the week. Gabriel Jesus also makes the team of the week with 13 points. And Harry Kane, my captain. Got me four, but if you didn't captain him, you only got two. So, um, Kane's performance at Wembley is just horrific, and um, that's going to be a problem for sure. Um, all right, guys, let's go ahead then and look at... The high-scoring team of the week. So, 112 points, as I said, again, without the West Brom-Leicester City match factored in. But 112 points uh, was the high. This team, and there might be multiple teams, but this team played bench boost. Okay, So we got De Gea in goal, 9 points. Valencia, so we got 4 defenders. Valencia with 6, Trippier with 8. Alderweireld with seven, and Espilicueta, negative one. Not only did he have two goals scored against, but he also scored an own goal. Uh, Mo Salah with three, Christian Eriksen, 11, De Bruyne, nine, and Matic, 
three. Not sure why this person's playing Matic. Much like uh, N'Golo Conte, um, a great defensive midfielder, but defensive midfielders don't do a whole lot. They don't get a lot of credit for, um, at least points-wise, for clean sheets, and they rarely get goals or assists. So I personally wouldn't play someone like Conte or Matic. Um, this person, Captain Jesus, which was a great call, 26 points from that, and then Deof, uh with nine points. And then they had bench boost, so a total of 22 points from the bench boost. Fabianski with six, Gay with three, Tammy Abraham with 13. So that is, as of now, the high score of 112 points. As we always like to do here, we like to take a look at how the best team in the world, the number one overall team, did. As of right now, let's see, and this person does not have any West Brom or Leicester's. No, they do. He has one. He has Danny Simpson playing. So one player left to play. As of right now, he or she has um, 79 points, and this team looks like this. Joe Hart in goal, 9 points. Davies, 0 Leighton Baines, two. Cedric, one. Danny Simpson, as I mentioned, yet to play. Four midfielders. So he's playing a 4-4-2. Mo Salah with three. David Silva, seven points. Sterling, 15. And Mkhitaryan, three. And then up top, the two are Tammy Abraham, 13. And Jesus, he captained and got 26. So actually, his team looks in some ways very similar to mine or ours. Uh, Davies, Cedric... Silva, Mkhitaryan, Jesus, and Abraham, all the same as us. And also, as we always like to do, we like to look at the dream team for the game week. Um, This does not factor in any Leicester City or West Brom players that might make it. But if you were able to put this team together, um, barring more than three players uh, from one team or budget issues, you would have generated 119 points. And this is a 3-4-3 formation. Joe Hart in goal with 9 points. Gomez, 9 points. Mertesacker, 9 with a great goal. I believe it's been about 1,400 days between goals for him, which is something like 3.8 years. So good on Mertesacker. Uh, Trippier with 8 points. Moving up into the four midfielder, Sterling, 15. Erickson, 11. Cleverly, 10. And Sané, 10. And then the three forwards, Tammy Abraham, 13. Gabriel Jesus, 13. And Manolo Gabbiadini with 12. And then the dream team overall this far into, so eight match weeks into the season, uh, looks like this. Christian Eriksen takes over the leadership uh, point standing with 56 points, overtakes Aguero um, because Aguero's been out. Um, so we have a 3-4-3 formation here too. De Gea in goal, 51 points total. Antonio Valencia, 53 points. Ben Davies, 49 points. And Phil Jones, 48 points. So three out of the four um, in the back are Man U players. Uh, now we've got quite a lot of Man City players coming up. The four in the midfield, Erickson with 56 David Silva, 51, Raheem Sterling, 50, and Leroy Sané, 47. Up top, the three forwards, Aguero, 52, Lukaku, 52, and Morata, 49. That would be a pretty amazing team if you could actually afford that. The 
Let's talk soccer FPL league. Again, this does not take into account any points generated from Monday's match, but right now our top 10 are as such. Uh, this first team, no one team, three T-O-R-R exclamation point. I don't know what that means. I apologize, but um, this person is in the league with 531 total points. BPFC in second place. City in third place. Son of a Billich in fourth. Balum Adanama with in fifth place. Asgard uh, with in sixth place. Rashik 14 in seventh place. Indigo in eighth place. Kinja Z in ninth place. And Jesus. Jesus or Jesus United, depending on how you pronounce that name, um, in 10th place. So congratulations, guys and gals, um, for being there. We'll also post that after the Leicester City-West Brom match is over and post our leaderboard. So we appreciate everyone who has joined. Okay, so that's everything looking back on Match Week 8. So now let's go ahead and take a look forward into match week nine. This is, of course, anything we talk about is barring any injuries or illnesses um, or bans or anything along those lines. But just based off of what we know today, um, let's first look at the FDRs, the fixture difficulty ratings or rankings, forget which it is. Um, but either way, it's a scale of one to five. One being the easiest, five being the most difficult, and it just, for each team, it assigns an FDR um, and says either this team is going to play a really hard match or is going to play a much easier match. Um, all right, so on Friday, we've got one match. We've got West Ham and Brighton. West Ham's FDR is one, Brighton's is two, so favorable for both teams. Um, on Saturday, seven matches. Chelsea's FDR is two, Watford's is five. In the Huddersfield Man U match, Huddersfield is a four, Man U's is a two, so definitely leaning in favor of Chelsea in the previous match and Man U in this one. Uh, next up, Man City and Burnley. Man City with a two, Burnley's FDR is five. Basically, what these ratings are saying is if you're going to play players from the teams with the more difficult, you need to really think about what you're doing. Um, so for instance, with Burnley, probably don't want to play a Burnley goalkeeper or defender, um, just because of the threat of goals from Man City's attack. Um, if you are going to play someone in the midfield, you know, more of an attacking player, midfielder forward, you need to think about that too. Is that just wasted, um, space on your, in your starting 11? All right, next up. Newcastle and Crystal Palace play a one FDR for Newcastle and a two for Palace. Uh, Stoke, Bournemouth, Stoke has an FDR of two. Bournemouth also a two. Swansea, Leicester City match. Swansea has an FDR of three. Leicester City's is two. And then the final match on Saturday, Southampton, West Brom. Southampton has an FDR of two and West Brom has a three. And then the two matches on Sunday, Everton, Arsenal. Everton's is a four, so that's high. Arsenal's is a three, so that's sort of in between. And then lastly, Spurs-Liverpool, uh, at least right now, the most anticipated match of the weekend. Both teams have an FDR of four. So again, use those uh, to help guide who you're starting, who you're transferring in, who you're transferring out. All right, next up, let's go ahead and take a look at players that you should consider playing. In goal, um, have a few suggestions here. Elliot, 
from Newcastle. Look at what they've got an FDR of one. They're playing at home and they're playing against Crystal Palace, a team who up until very, very recently hasn't scored any goals. So um, pretty safe bet there for Newcastle. Um, De Gea, of course, just always a ringer, but, you know, taking on Huddersfield who are kind of struggling for goals. Um, Ederson, um, I think that, um, let's see, they're playing at home, and I just think that having con conceded those two goals over the weekend, that, that defense is going to be a lot more resolute in keeping a clean sheet, although Burnley can score goals. Uh, Courtois, uh, Chelsea are playing Watford. Watford can also score goals from time to time, but Chelsea are playing at home. They're going to be trying to rebound from the loss this weekend, so look for Courtois and his defense to have a good match. Um, Jack Butland, um, always a good goalkeeper. Um, and then Casper Schmeichel, um, a little bit of a gamble, um, but Swansea aren't known for uh, their goal-scoring prowess. So Schmeichel, if you have him and you don't want to go waste the wild card or spend money to get someone else or spend points, sorry, to get someone else, then he's worth the gamble probably. Uh, defenders, talked about the Chelsea defense a bit. Uh, Dobby Luiz or Espelicueta or Dave, as he's affectionately called, are definitely worth playing. Phil Jones for Man U has been amazing. Uh, for Man City, Kyle Walker or Otamendi. Um, definitely look at those players. Uh, Newcastle, LaSalle, and Mbemba. Um, so again, Newcastle have an FDR of one, playing against Crystal Palace, who really have had a hard time scoring goals. Also, even though this player kind of burned me this weekend, um, and as did the whole Southampton defense, um, Cedric or Yoshida uh, from Southampton, and then lastly, Harry Maguire of, um, of Leicester City. Moving into the midfield, Hazard didn't have a great game this weekend, um, but he's Hazard. He is eventually going to have it. Again, they're playing at home. And they are going to look to kill um, coming back from that loss. Mkhitaryan, if you have him, he's got to make a comeback at some point. He's a great player. Uh, Anthony Martial has been playing well. If he gets the start, he's definitely one to consider. Uh, for Man City, pick a midfielder, um, quite honestly. David Silva, Sterling, Sané, KDB. Um, Pep sometimes likes to rotate, so you just need to question – uh, especially with Sterling and Sané. Will they start or not, or will they come later on in the game? Um, but all of those guys can score and assist. Uh, Chupo Moting of Stoke definitely looks uh, deserves to be looked at. And then Stephen Davis of Southampton, if he plays and you need someone cheap in midfield, Davis is definitely one to consider. And then as forwards go, this has been a little bit of a difficult one. Marata, if he's healthy. If not, and you want a Chelsea player because they're playing a good matchup um, at home, maybe buy a Coco if you're interested. Um, Lukaku needs to come back and score some goals. I think he will. Um, Jesus, but again, keep an eye on Aguero. If he's fully fit, Pep might give Jesus a rest. So you just need to look um, and think and kind of track it. Um, Rashford. Um, doesn't score as much as Lukaku, but for the money, he's a great value. But again, will he start or not? Um, Jamie Vardy is always a pretty safe bet. And then Gabbiadini. If you want to gamble on him, this is kind of what happened last year, right? Middle of the season, second half of the season, he started scoring goals and came on strong. So did this 
weekend's performance um, sort of uh, open the floodgates for him. And then lastly, as far as captains go, I would suggest Lukaku. Hazard is a little bit of a gamble, um, but he is going to have a breakout game at some point. This might be the one. Morata, um, if he's healthy. And then any of the Manchester City midfielders, quite honestly. Um, again, assuming that they start. So, And then, of course, there's the obvious ones. You know, Kane, uh, Jesus, or Aguero. Don't know which of them will play. Kane has not impressed me, um, really. He's, as at least as... As far as points go from him, um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a letdown. Um, they are playing at home again uh, where he has not scored um, at Wembley, and they're playing Liverpool. So um, a much more difficult game than the one he had over the weekend and um, just doesn't lead me to believe that he's going to be scoring a lot of goals. And lastly, just a tip, if I were you, hold on to your chips. Bench booth, triple captain, free hit. Use them in double game weeks because you get double the benefits. Makes that much sense. Um, so don't be in a rush to use them unless you know something uh, that I don't and you know that someone's going to have a hat trick or um, or something like that. So um, that's it. Uh, game week nine coming up should be a great one. Hopefully these tips help. We'll post everything um, that we learn, more tips, any news information, helpful insight. Everything will go up on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram, just look for Let's Talk Soccer. On Twitter, we are at Let's Talk Soccer with the number two immediately after that. So it's at Let's Talk Soccer 2. Um, we love you guys. We're, we're creeping up on 20,000 followers on Instagram. We love it. Keep it up. If you have friends who have not yet followed us, please get them to follow us. We want to just keep building the community. You guys are great about um, the dialogue and the conversations, and for the most part, people are respectful of one another. There's the occasional person with a foul mouth or who's just out there trolling, looking for to pick a fight, um, and we normally delete those people off because we don't need that. Remember, there's a 13-year-old boy um, who is... Uh, sort of uh, co-owning this entire Let's Talk Soccer brand. So we want to make this as family-friendly as possible, too. But we appreciate your guys' support more than words will ever say. Um, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do, just so you get the automatic downloads each week. Hopefully you find it useful. Um, and lastly, if you have friends that haven't subscribed to the podcast, please tell them because sharing is caring. Um, from Josh and from me, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Best of luck in game week nine and, uh, let us know how we can help until next time we say peace. Goodbye. <laughs>